Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Else, not our careers, not anything else. We need to give God our hearts. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. That when you say your body, it's not just your body, it's your heart has to go with it. God is calling us to worship. The church needs to be a place which teaches the believers how to worship, not just on Sundays. Amen. We need to be at church on Sunday. We need to be at church on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And whenever the doors are open of church, we have so many different programs that we need to be here, that we should be here being around the saints, not forsaking the fellowship of the saints. We need to be here, but here is the place we learn and we grow and we get strength, and then we go out of these doors, and that's where the real worship begins. I'm not even preaching about what I want to preach about today. I'm about to get there. Praise God. I just feel a stirring in my spirit that there's a time to worship. And God is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. There is a time that came in 2020 where we found out who was really worshipers and who weren't. Y'all don't want to hear that. And that wasn't for the church. That was for the church. Because we need to look in the mirror and look at ourselves and go, are we true worshipers? I love the saying that God, God said he's seeking such to worship him. God is looking for worshipers. If you can't find God, guess what? Start worshiping, worshiping him, and then he'll find you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, I, I, I promise I'll stop stepping on your toes for some reason. It's so quiet in here. The pen, pen's going to drop. All right. You guys follow with me today. We're going to, I know I said last week I was only going to be a short time, but y'all already know. It's going to be a minute, maybe, maybe not. Whatever the Lord says. I want him to have his way. Praise God. Somebody, somebody's timing me. I heard their watch timing. Deep, deep, deep. You on the clock faster. <laughs> Listen, even though the pandemic is still going on, aunque la pandemia aún continua, the CDC says, los CDC dice, that the number of infections 
are the number of infected rates are still high. Infection siendo alta. The weird thing is, do you guys realize this is all, all it, is, it is also uh, allergy season? Allergy season. Man, it's like, are you trying to figure out, is it allergies or is it something else? Esta es la temporada de alegrías y muchos sintamos de COVID para fin alegrías. And many signs and symptoms of the COVID look just like allergies. Can I get an amen? Because people right now are sneezing and coughing and you like, a little holy water. We got people coughing, sneezing, running nose, tos, estronudos y mocos en la nariz. Mocos. But either way it goes, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to catch a cold. I don't want allergies. And I definitely don't want COVID. Again. <laughs> and trust me, there's been many times. I have ido muchas veces. Y'all have showed up to work. Traba, trabajo. Thank you. Trabajo. You showed up to school. You showed up to a party. And yes, you showed up to church. And you showed up knowing you were sick. <laughs> oh, hey, it's getting, y'all getting, getting, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm just asking you, you knew you were sick when you, before you got to church. And you're sitting there going, uh, no, I'm just, it's just allergies. Stay at home. Quédate en casa. Está bien. It's okay. If you're sick, stay at home. No problema. Nobody wants to catch any sickness from any infected person. Can I get an amen? amen. No quiere estar enferma. I don't want to be sick. So we have to methodically, or we, yeah, we methodically learn how to recognize signs and symptoms of people that are infected or rather sick. Aprendamos a reconocer signos y síntomas de enfermedad. Porque no queremos enfermarnos. I don't want to be sick. There's too many people getting sick. And we learn that these signs and symptoms, we learn about them so that we don't come down with some nasty flu that somebody else might have. Can I get an amen? amen. We look for signs, just like I said earlier. We look for coughing, um, running nose, mo- mocos, mo- you guys know what I'm talking about, sneezing, estronudos, pale skin. Some people look fine. Listen to me very carefully. Some people look fine, but you can tell that they're sick just by the way that they're walking. They're dragging their feet, and we can tell that there's something wrong with them. Algunas personas se ven bien, pero están enfermas y son contagioso. Somebody say contagious. I'll say it like you mean. Say somebody say contagious. All right. The problem, the problem that most of us run into is even when we have contact with people 
we forget to do the number one thing that fights against infection, and that is washing your nasty hands. Lavarte las manos, por favor. Wash your hands, y'all. Somebody say contagious. The other problem that we have being around people that may not appear to be sick, but we have to notice that these people don't look like they're sick, but they're really incubators of the, the virus or whatever they got. The CDC calls them hosts. So these are people that walk around. They're hosts. They look fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They're asymptomatic. You guys heard that word before, asymptomatic, but you're walking around spreading stuff. When you come in contact with these people, they seem to leave you with more than what you came with. And now you're becoming a carrier of that disease. Amen. Somebody say contagious. It only takes one. Somebody say one. It only takes one infected person to come into a community of well people, and if undetected and untreated, they will inevitably infect the whole group with their sickness. Somebody say contagious. contagious. Hebrews chapter 12 and 15 says this. See to it that no one misses out on God's grace, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and thus contaminates many. No matter what translator you are, no, no matter what translation you are reading from, no importa que traducción es yendo, fellowship with the wrong people can be devastating to your Christian character. Listen, there are two types of people that the Bible warns us about. And those are non-believers and the disobedient. Los incredulos y el disobediente. Even if one of those two people that I mentioned are people that belong to your family. The Bible warns you, warns you about being around people like that. Jesus said this, who is my mother? Who is my brother and my sisters? Jesus made it straight. He said, it doesn't matter if you're my mom or my dad, my brothers or my sisters. I'm only, I'm only interested in those that are doing the will of my father. This de definitely tells me that um, blood is thicker than mud. And not the blood that runs in your veins, but the blood that we're all here covered with. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. And some of us here right now, we, we tend to get a little thirsty for, for relationships with people. And you know what? Hunger and thirst will cause you to eat things you don't normally eat. Come on, because I'll be honest with you. I'm not good with, with vegan food. I just can't do it, y'all. I've tried. But then all of a sudden, when you're hungry enough, somebody put an asparagus on there, you're hungry enough, you're going to eat it. 
Sometimes we find ourselves hanging with the wrong people because we thirsty. <laughs> We're just thirsty. You know, you, you could be real thirsty and sit down. You know, you got a glass of water and you'll drink, drink that whole water and set it down. And you're like, man, I'm thirsty. And instead of just getting up and go somewhere else where there's some good water, you may end up drinking out of the holes. You guys get where I'm coming? Maybe, maybe you guys are too bougie for that. I mean, does anybody remember drinking out the holes when you was a kid? You, yeah, you guys remember that? Some of us still do it. You just... But when you're thirsty enough, you'll drink from places you don't have any business drinking from. When you're thirsty enough, when you long for, for uh, relationships with people, sometimes you get in with the wrong crowd because you're thirsty. That's another message, though. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. It reads this. Don't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits. The King James says this. Bad company corrupts good manners. Now, let me break this down for you guys. Let's understand its meaning before we go any further. When looking at this scripture, the question that we need to ask ourselves is this. What is good? What is bad company? We have to ask ourselves that. What is bad company? Bad is defined by, number one, the prophet, the prophets run DMC. They said bad, meaning good. Yeah, okay, Is that, did I go too far? Okay, we'll talk about the prophet Michael Jackson. No? Well, the dictionary defines bad, bad as not good in any manner or degree, having a wicked or evil character, morally reprehensible, of poor or inferior quality, defective, deficient, inadequate or below standard, not satisfactory for use, inaccurate, incorrect, or faulty. That's what bad is. It's corrupt. That word corrupt, the archaic meaning to this corrupt, that word corrupt means to infect. So if something's corrupt, that means it will infect you. In order to be infected, you have to be corrupted. And to infect means to contaminate. So if I sum up the scripture, it tells me that people that are wicked, morally reprehensible, and have questionable character will infect me, contaminate me with the same issues they have. Somebody say contagious. Saints of God, we are seeing an influx of bad company or rather infected people coming into our churches, into our ministries, and in, into our homes, and they are causing good people to die because they're infecting us with their problems. Once what once... What once was a good, healthy, growing community is now sick and dying. So today I want to help us recognize bad company and what we do when we discover what a person, when a person is infected. 
You, some of this should be kind of, you've been hearing this for the last year. Somebody in your home, you think they're sick, what's the first thing you do? <laughs> Quarantine. Get in, the, get in the room, shut the door. The same way that we could tell if somebody is physically sick is by looking for signs of sickness. And we said it, coughing, sneezing, running nose, etc. It's the same way we need to recognize the signs of those that are spiritually sick. Because if you don't, the scripture says that you too will be infected. There are some spiritually sick people that will infect you with their sickness. Somebody say contagious. All right, we're about to read the word. Again, 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 12. I'm reading through the King James. Now, before I even go any further than this, I need you to understand. Guess what I'm reading from? The Bible. Amen. Amen. Do you realize that the Bible was written to believers? Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm glad that three people understand that. (laughs) This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church of Corinth, and it reads this. I wrote to you an epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yes, I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or adulterers, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an adulterer or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? I could just really sit here all day. But I do have to ask you guys this. As we read this, I said, who is this letter to? The church of Corinth. It was to the church. It wasn't for the world. It was to Paul was talking to people that are in the church. He says, look, there's many people like that that are out of the church that we need to go out and reach. And we understand that there are people out there that need Jesus Christ. That's what we need to know. That's what we need to do. That's the job. We are the light of the world. This is what Paul was telling us. But then in the church, we got people that are in the church. Now, don't get me wrong. Please understand. We all need to be worked on by Jesus Christ. We all got issues that need tissues. Can can I get an amen? God is working on me the same way he's working on you. Amen. But Paul's trying to tell you, look, there are some people that are in the church that are playing church that that, that don't want to give up their sin. And I please understand this, that word sin, there's a plethora of sin that have names, but at the end of it, it's still all sin. Christians love to put labels on sin. Well, well, this sin is the third degree sin, and really um, lying is, you know, if, if I stole a candy bar, that's, that's a, a, a number one sin, but the very top sin is a 10% sin. No, it's all sin. And what, what, listen, and what Paul was telling us, he says, us in the church, 
us that are brothers and sisters in the church that don't want to allow God to come and fix their heart. He says, listen, don't be around them because their sickness may get on you too. Don't even eat with them. There's this world, a word called immoral. And that means referring to the conduct. It applies to one who acts contrary to or does not obey or conform to the standards of morality. It may also mean licentious and perhaps, I can't even say the word, dissipated. So here's a question. What are the standards of morality? The the standards of morality is found in the Bible. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what CNN or Fox says, or I don't care what any uh, 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 political official says that they say, well, you know, the Bible is old and it needs to be changed because things change. No, no, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has never changed. And his standards for morality are found in his word. Come on, somebody. Malachi chapter 3 of 6 says this, I am the Lord your God. I change not. He says, I do not change. Hebrews 13 and 8 says this, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has given us a, a standard for morals. Not what the world gives us, but what the Bible gives us. Amen. And please, saints of God, please, we need to start learning what these morals are. And not for the point, like, listen, to find out what God's morals are, we got to read the Bible. Not for you to sit down and look at it and go, these people are immoral. No, we need to start looking at ourselves. You don't want to hear that. Because you know what happens? We'll look in the mirror and we'll sit down and, and in the mirror, instead of looking at ourselves in the mirror, we're looking at a reflection of somebody else behind us and we want to talk about how they look but the closest object in the mirror is your face object in the mirrors may uh what is it may appear closer than that's what happens for us to look at the bible for us to look and see what god is telling us today he's saying look at yourselves and then when you look at yourself, once you start seeing what's wrong with you, don't, don't go around and start pointing fingers at everybody. God's standard, standard of morality has never changed, and his list of infectious immorality will never change either. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 13, he says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Don't fool yourselves. Neither fornicators. I could just stop right there. Nor fornicators, nor idolaters. That's half the church. No, idolaters are adulterers, 
nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunks, nor revelers, nor extortioners. You guys know who extortioners are? People that don't tithe. Um, Was that, was that, is that, that? Will a man rob God? <laughs> you guys don't want to hear that. Hey, y'all, Tasha, want to talk about money. Huh? It's funny, if I, if, if, I just want to check, check your heart. If that messed with you just now, did it bother you when I said fornicators? Did it bother you when I said something about adulterers or, adult, uh, adulterers or adulterers or homosexuals or sodomites? Did that bother you? But maybe when I said nor extortioners and mentioned about tithing, maybe that kind of pricked at your heart a little bit. It's a mirror. <laughs> he says, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such and such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Oh my gosh. So I sat down and I looked and that doesn't matter whether I was a fornicator or an adulterer or an adulteress, if I was homosexual or a sodomite or if I was a thief or a covetous or a drunkard or a reveler or an extortioner, it says that I have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been set apart, justified in the name of God and by his spirit. I was once sick. <laughs> but now I'm healed. <laughs> See, some of us in here, listen, some of us in here, and you don't have to raise your hand or anything else like that, but some of us in here got, got Covisha this year or last year. Some of y'all got, got the COVID, right? But then you're like, man, I got sick, now it's over, right? And some people are ashamed of it. Some people won't even tell nobody, I got sick. But you know what? What a testimony of God. God brought me through whether you just got a little bit sick or you were in the hospital. I seen, I seen my sister, my father-in-law, I seen them in the hospital getting ready to want to put ventilators on them. But God was faithful. And they don't sit around and sit down and go, well, no, I'm not going to tell anybody. I, no, they go, God brought me through. It is a testimony. The same way God brought me through. When I was a fornicator, when I was a sinner, God bore the shame on the cross. The same way that he said that by his blood, we are healed by stripes. So I'm not going to sit down and be ashamed of any of that. Shoot. Listen, people that are bad company are infected with the flu virus. Now, I know last year, I think the flu pretty much was eradicated because of COVID. 
right? But the flu's still out there, y'all. It's still out there. But I need to talk about the flu. And I'm not talking about influenza. That word flu, it's short for influence. There's people that are sick with the flu bug. Yes. People with the spiritual flu have a tendency to have a negative effect on the character, development, and behavior of someone else. Ephesians chapter 4. Let, let me just kind of read this. It may seem out of context, but I'll put it together. Ephesians 4 16 says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the affecting work by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So how does that, what does that mean? Do you realize that there are some influences that, that, that can hit you on your body and only affect one part of your body, but it will affect that part of your body so bad that it can kill the rest of your body. For instance, COVID. You guys know that the coronavirus itself, it, it, it becomes corona. Once it's the coronavirus, once you get it, then you get the, um, God, I just don't forget it. No, I forget it. It just hit me. It, I had a stroke, y'all. Um, <laughs> corona. No, the name, what's the name of the disease? COVID. Thank you. There you go. So you have the novel coronavirus, and then you have COVID-19, right? So you COVID-19, and if I'm saying this correctly, you could get it. So it's kind of like this. Some people can get AIDS, right? And then the other, hey, why am I losing it? HIV. You know there's a difference. So you can have, you can walk around with HIV, and then once you get HIV, it, it blows up and it be AIDS. Yeah. So you can walk around with carrying HIV. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then once it, 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 it turns, then it becomes AIDS. It's the same thing with the coronavirus. So the coronavirus, you can get the coronavirus, and once you get the coronavirus, then it becomes COVID. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So when you get that COVID, I'm, I'm trying to, I almost forgot my point, but what you, when you get that, this is what happens. You can get the virus and never, nothing ever happens, but once it happens, it starts attacking different parts of your body. So you, you, didn't, you don't die, you didn't literally die from COVID. That's why people say you have COVID-related issues. It's pneumonia that happened from the COVID. You have blood clots. You have kidney failure. All these things are from that. So what happens is there are different things that enter into your body that will influence things in your body, such as pneumonia. Your lungs were healthy. Then all of a sudden, something attacks your lungs. It influences your body, makes you so you can't breathe, influences the kidneys so that you can't filter out all. You guys know the whole thing. I, you guys help me. Come on. You guys, you're with me. You're with me. Praise God. This is what I'm saying. There's an influence. There are people that will influence you. Either they're going to influence you, influence you to do the right thing, or they're going to influence you to do the wrong thing. So what we say here is every part of the body 
that's joined together. So there's a part of the body when it comes to the church that usually when there's some people of influence that will come into the church, they'll come in and they have an influence, not always coming in saying, you know what, I'm here to be a part. They're usually coming in going, I'm here to break apart. The people that will come into your family, they come in and they look, they look like they're good people. They're good. All of a sudden, they're, they're causing strife. They're coming in and they're bringing that flu bug with them. And that flu, that influenza comes in and it, it hits the part of the body or the part of the family that, that is most vulnerable. That's why people that have pre-existing conditions are more susceptible. Let's talk about some of these flu symptoms. It starts off, these are some of the symptoms I've kind of saw myself. It starts off when you get the flu and you have the flu virus, the influence, influence vira, virus, it starts off with a general sense of not feeling well with body aches and headaches. Now, this stage is hard to notice because it's so subtle. People that are recently infected with the flu begin to show aches in their body language when they don't agree with something or they like to put their head back or roll their eyes back when they're asked to do something. There's people that, isn't it funny that you can have a group of people and they're sitting there and listening, it'll take one person, one person to disagree. Now everybody else wants to disagree. You know what? You got to remember something, y'all. They're contagious. They're sick. And they want to infect you and everybody else around them. Somebody say contagious. Contagious. The next part of the sign that we see from people that have influenza or the influence is this. You guys know this one. The sudden verbal display of disagreement. (laughs) You guys help out. You got teenagers? You got teenagers? You Listen, you got teenagers, you're like, where did they get that from? Who has influenced my kid to start back-talking me? Hallelujah. I got a preteen and mother and a teenager, the other one, my other two are grown up, but my God, I'm trying to figure out how they get sick. Who have they been around that has influenced this behavior? Can I, can I just get us on a soapbox for a second? Can I? Can I? You guys got to listen. You will listen. You know what none of the number one influences to our children? Music. And then you know what they do nowadays? They put it in their ears so nobody else can hear, but it's it's, it's being fed into their ears like a Q-tip, putting it in their ears. Faith gates. They'll get in there. You guys know the Bible talks about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, do you realize that the, only, the other thing that you put in your ears also is, is, is the opposite of faith is fear and, what, and, and disobedience and all that has to play what disobedience comes by fear, because disobedience usually gets you into a point of not listening and following to what the Word of God says. People take it 
They'll put that stuff in their ears. You don't even know what they Kids will be doing stuff and you don't even know what they're listening to. You got, I don't even know the girl's name. I don't know her name. The, the Boricua and the other girl, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Influencing our young ladies. You guys, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there is an assault on our young women like there has never been before for them to try to look sexy and be this and be that. And you know what? They're influencing our children. They're influencing our girls. My God, I, 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 don't, I mean, with our kids alone, with the boys, I used to think it was tough for the boys back when I was young, but then now it's like we don't even have to talk about what girls are going to do. It's just girl, this is what girls are doing. They've been influenced. The next sign that I've noticed is this. It represents a sore throat. What does that mean? It means the truth is painful to swallow. Remember, they're contagious. A lot of times, people that come to you, they, they will bring to you a, 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 a truth. Notice I'm saying this way because this is what the world says. Well, it's my truth. Well, this is my truth. Well, it ain't the truth because the truth is Jesus Christ, and he is the word. It's not about what you feel. And see, when you're dealing with people that, that have an influence over your children or over people in your community or people in the church community, when they try to come in, you know what? They'll come in and they'll start attacking part of the body and they have an influence over you. And then when that person tells you something, they're not able to swallow the truth. So when I'm sitting up here preaching to you, when I'm preaching about the blessed life and I'm talking about having the DNA of God, people, they have a hard time because they've been influenced by what the world says. They're influenced by other people. They're influenced by, by what people call themselves theologians. It's like, well, that's not what the word of God says. And then when the real word of God comes to you, you're, you're going to take that truth and you're not going to swallow it because the real truth is hard to swallow. Because sometimes we need to chew it before we start swallowing it. That's why Paul was saying, he says, look, and I understand you're a babe and you still need sincere milk of the word. But now as you get older, you need to begin to start eating and eat the meat of the word where you may grow thereby. Just remember they're contagious. So as I close, the only time you should deal with sick folk is to help them. You guys hear me? The only time you need to deal with sick people is to help them. We have no business hanging out with sick people. We should be, we should only be present with sick people to make a difference or to help them in their lives. This way we can bring healing to sick people. You guys with me? Even 
even when we're around sick people, there may be a chance that we could still get sick. But the number one way of avoiding catching and spreading of a disease is what? Washing your hands. <laughs> that works spiritually too. Psalms 23, 3 and 4 says, Who shall ascend into the heel of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Say to God, some people like to fake like they sick. And you guys know what I mean. They come around you sneezing and coughing and hacking. And when you say, are you sick? They got the nerve, nerve to look at you and go, no, I ain't sick. I just got allergies. Yeah, right. Some of us in here, look, if you're sick, stay at home. If you're sick and spiritually sick, come to church. Allow us to help heal you, to take care of you. Allow the body of Christ to love on you. But if you're one of those people that come in here and you're faking and, and, and you, 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 you're still sneezing, but you're like, no, I'm not sick. You're just in here to spread your germs. You're in here just to spread. Now, listen to what I'm saying. And I'm using this as an analogy. Most of the time that people are spreading their germs, they, the, the sickness that they're dealing from is like church hurt. They're hurt by relationships. They're hurt by the pastors. They're hurt by the ministers. They're hurt by the deacons. They're hurt by life themselves. And because they're so jaded, they want other people to be hurt too. But now, we're going to help you heal that hurting heart. We got to look out for those people that have that flu virus. We need to help them take the necessary uh, steps to heal so that they won't come out into the public and infect everyone else. We need to look at them and go, nah, man, you're sick. You got the flu. You're bad company. Stay away from the contagious, bad manner, corrupt people, especially those in the house of God. I know you don't like to hear it, but that's what the truth is. Paul said it uh, specifically once again in 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 11. He says this, I wrote unto you an epistle not to keep company with sexual immoral people, yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or adulterers, since then you would need to go out of the world. But I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous, or adulterer, or reveler, or a drunkard, or extortioner. Not even eat a meal with this person. God wants to protect our character by not keeping with keeping company with uh, keeping bad company. Second Corinthians six and seventeen says this: Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If you are that person that has been touched with that unclean thing, that you've been living your life sick, that you've been influenced by bad things that have happened to you and you are now trying to get other people sick, God said, listen, come out from among those people. Come from out from all those issues that need tissues. 
He says, come to me. And he says, I will receive you. So no longer will we stand by and be contagious. God says, I got the antidote. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.